Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 73. As always, I'm joined by Dom. The Detroit Lions will win the NFC North this year. Putting it in now. And Jordan. Coming to you live from inside a Snuggie. <laughs> Snuggies? Oh, Highly man. underrated. Thank you. Because uh, of that commercial, that stupid commercial just put it a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. And it's like, yep, yep. dude, they're awesome. Well, also, you have like a blue one. You don't have like the milk, the milk, the cow-like polka-dotted one or anything. Like <laughs> Milk. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I have, mine is like black with like skulls on it. So. Yeah. Dang. My, my problem <laughs> is I. Gangster Snuggie. I run hot, so I don't like, like, layers, period. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm somebody who runs very hot naturally, so even if it's cold, I'd rather, you know, I'm, I, I'd rather not, because then I just get over, like, over warm, and it just is a bother. It's pretty much oh, better to just crib. not wear it. You're on the hot Welcome crib. to the As Seen on TV podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, as far as what we've been playing, I actually have nothing new or interesting to talk about this week. I just played some more Destiny 2. Um, haven't been able to get around to the raid. Uh, my crew isn't raid ready yet because it's all about people like grinding enough to get there. Um, so I've just been, I actually grinded my two other characters because um, I had nothing else to do with my main character. So to put this in perspective, 305 is max light. You want to be between 270, you want to be above 275 to do the raid. My main character is 285. I grinded my two backup characters to both be 284 and 283, which is pretty hard. Like, it takes some time, but I've just yeah, been really yeah. wanting to play Destiny, but I have nothing else to do because I'm just waiting for the raid. And I can play the randoms. Like, I'm not uh, I'm not saying, like, oh, I couldn't have done the raid, but I just like doing it with my own group of people. And I'm not holding it on them either. People have lives. Like, I'm not like, oh, you need to be raid ready. So I'm just chilling, you know, waiting <laughs> out. Um, I have Cuphead pre-ordered, so I'm just waiting for that to come out tomorrow as of the day nice. we're recording this. Um yeah, it's pretty much it. I watched some stuff, but nothing too much to talk about. Like, I finished season one of Rick and Morty, uh, and I'm, like, halfway through American Vandal, which is a great Netflix series. Oh, oh uh, man. I finished it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm halfway through, so I'm probably going to finish it tonight or tomorrow. Um, Blade Runner doesn't come out till next week, right, Jordan? Correct, but we do have the short film out uh, from a couple days ago. The yeah, and they, uh, Warner Brothers posted it on YouTube today, which is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know where it was originally posted, but they uploaded it a little while Crunchy ago on their YouTube channel. Yeah, so now it's on YouTube, which was which an is cool interesting partnership. Um, it's directed by the guy who did Cowboy Bebop, which is really cool. Um, as well as Samurai Champloo. Yeah. So my plan next week is to watch the definitive cut or whatever, the best version of Blade Runner, because I've never seen it. Um, though I don't think it'll hold up, but that's just my opinion. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and then so I I couldn't give you accurate information last week. It's the final cut that you want to watch. Okay, which is basically like Ridley Scott's director's cut, um, because they did a director's cut in the '90s, but they didn't involve him at all. And so his director's cut is technically called the final cut. Okay, and uh, it doesn't have like the theatrical cut has this like really weird monotonous uh noir style voiceover throughout from harrison ford and like it cuts that out it, it adds a couple of different scenes so uh, okay. to save you the the wikipedia reading final <laughs> cut is what you want to go with okay yeah so i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch the short that we just talked about and then i'm gonna go watch the movie because it intrigues me enough right which i think is cool because that shows from that studio like for somebody who doesn't have any nostalgia for blade runner no attachment to it they intrigued right. me enough to want to 
catch up on it and go watch it. So bravo to them. Right. Uh, you got me to get my butt in the seat. So. If you're on YouTube watching that uh, anime short, you there's a couple of other ones they did a uh, short with Jared Leto and a short yep, with Dave uh, Batista. I've seen uh, that one. Dave Batista. Yeah. So they they've got three little shorts that kind of bridge the gap between the two movies, which I'm I'm into that type of stuff, man. I'm all about that multimedia experience. You know? Yeah, it, it gives them a, an excuse to put more stuff into that into the canon, which is cool. It's like, well, yeah. we have a new movie coming out. Let's kind of bridge the gap. Let's make some stuff in there where before they'd be like, well, we can make some stuff, but there's no point to. You know, it kind of gives them a reason, yeah. which is cool. Um, which odd, oddly enough, Blade Runner doesn't really have you know, like, comics yeah. or games, so it's weird, you know, with it being such a well, a revered property. That is the interesting thing, because even, like, something like Term- Terminator, which I've never seen any of them and people love, um, I've just never had any interest in it. It seems very campy right. in 80s. Um, it but is. But, like, yeah, like, that has a bunch of stuff tied to that property, right? Whereas, like, right, with Blade right. Runner, the only thing you ever hear reference is the Blade Runner movie. Which, so it's kind of right. odd that it's that um, much in the, the forefront of people's minds. Anyways, yeah. I yeah, I just played Destiny 2. Didn't do too much. Finished first season of Rick and Morty, like I said. What about you guys? What did you guys do? All right, I'm pretty sure Jordan's going to end up talking about Destiny, so I'm going to jump in and cut him off. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I have not. Pulled the trigger. I, didn't. I, have, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. You didn't pull the trigger? <laughs> no, I'm, I get paid tomorrow, so I'm going to be playing it tomorrow. All right, well, there you go. Well, any, I'm still jumping in. Anyway, played a little bit more Persona, not too much. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through it. I'm going to get into it. I just haven't like gotten deep into it. You know what I mean? Like, like my Certainly ankles are something in. You got to sink into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right now my ankles are in, and like I, I can just feel like I just got to put a little bit more time in, and then I'm just gonna fall face first in. In the water. <laughs> exactly. Wait so, in the water, children. Now. Other than that, I played a whole ton of the standalone Dishonored. I don't know what they're calling it. Game, non full price game, Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it last week, but I hadn't really gotten any time into it. So since then, I put a whole bunch of time into it. In fact, I'm, I've played all the way up through the last mission and actually stopped myself and I uh, went back and started to clean up some trophies. So uh, it is more Dishonored 2, which is great. Um, there's some fundamental limitations i guess or uh, things that they pulled off to make it fit this weird 30 dollars standalone model that mm. i don't know if i totally understand so the first th- of the biggest thing that's different is there's no uh no runes so normally in dishonored games yeah you're looking around for these runes and that's ultimately what ultimately what gives you instead of experience it it's the currency that you upgrade and buy new powers with right so mm-hmm. They completely got rid of runes, and instead, you kind of like Breath of the Wild. The powers you have at the beginning of the game are just what you have the entire game. Um, you can still get like bone charms that you can find around the world that can give you like, you know, incremental stat boosts or other things like that. But yeah. it's not nearly as cool. Um, so you you literally have the same four powers at the beginning to the end, which is they are new, uh, mostly. Um, and they're pretty cool, but it's really limited, and there's so that means there's no progression, right? Like your your character is the same at the beginning as it was at the end, as it will be yeah. at the end. So, so I get it. I mean, I know this is a it's a half the price of a normal game, but it's just kind of a bummer, I guess. Um, it's just I don't know. It's it's still a good game. Um, the length 
is a uh, it's shorter than you know than the other two Dishonored games, but that I have no problem with because they have such great re replay value. Uh, you know, going back and you can play each each mission completely differently, right? There's like twenty different ways to actually complete the main objectives, and then there's side objectives you can do too. So that's all still there, and that's all really cool. Um, so far, there's nothing that kind of like has blown my mind yet, like the the Dishonored Two level where you're basically time traveling in specific spots um i don't know if i explain that as good as it as good as it really is but it's the e3 demo from 20 exactly 15. yeah we yeah. we all know the level you talk about yeah 16, there's I don't know. you know i'm four-fifths of the way through and i've not experienced anything like that so far it's, there's nothing that like is brand new blowing your mind type stuff it's just more dishonored with a couple less powers and frankly less progression so it's kind of it's not you know it's frankly not as good as Dishonored 2 um, it's also 30 bucks so I um, that's what it is the story is pretty good so far I've heard the ending is great so I'm gonna like hold off on judgment um, does it have multiple is, endings like most like Dishonored usually does I don't know I, I'll, I'll have to find I out would, I would um, bet yes if I was I would, a betting I would, man, I would bet yeah yeah apparently it's it's a kind of definitive ending where like yep this the series is done for a while these characters and this stuff is wrapped up type of thing um i'm sure we'll see another dishonored game you know probably not for a while but eventually we will with different characters different uh different things going on but i imagine that this is going to wrap it up so overall it's still really good i really like it um and i'll probably end up going for this platinum because it's so short you know playing through the game without being detected which is always like the hardest trophy in these games will be much more manageable since there's only like five chapters instead of nine so looking forward to that but overall i'd say it's a good somewhere between a good and great game uh, maybe closer to good so i like it so it has a platinum oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay that's only given nowadays otherwise <laughs> dude I, I made sure that this thing had a platinum before i, before I forked the cash over for it yeah whatever you say mr hunter <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's 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 more dishonored, which which is what I wanted. Um, it it, uh, it scratched an itch that I've had for a little while. So I hope soon we're sitting here and we're like, what? That game doesn't have a golden star. I really hope achievements come to the Nintendo Switch, some form, some kind. Yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. Don't it's hold like, your what? Breath. That game doesn't have a golden star. I know, I'm not. Don't hold your breath, pal. Yeah, I don't expect anything. So. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jordan? More, I'm assuming the anime road keeps on trucking right it is still trucking you know i go through phases and and this is a uh, longer than usual anime phases last for me because it's usually uh long enough to get through a series or two but yeah it's been i mean i'm always watching like i said these long ass shonen series i've been watching naruto for over a year now so um and will be for probably years to come um, especially with the sequel series now but uh yeah it's definitely sticking around at least for the foreseeable future i've been um, now in the middle of uh season two of my hero academia which is uh finishing up right now so luckily i'll be you know i won't run out of episodes before the end of the season and uh enjoying that it's basically one giant uh tournament arc i guess you could call it um and uh 
let's see, it started a show last night that I've been uh, pretty highly anticipating. You see, I'm kind of behind, I, well, I keep myself behind on anime because, uh, I like I've talked about, I like to watch the dubs as opposed to the subbed Japanese version, and so I usually, unless it's like My Hero Academia where they're doing a simul dub, um, releasing it at the exact same time, then I have to wait, so I'm usually like a year behind on like, you know, the biggest and baddest newest series, so... Uh, 91 Days is just coming around that uh, time now, <clears throat> time to get into it, and uh, 91 Days is, um, first of all, a type of anime that I'm really fucking into, which is uh, Prohibition Era, um, so shows like uh, shows like Bacchano, uh, Bacchano is really fucking dope, it's also set in the Prohibition, um, and then 91 Days is set in the Prohibition with... Um, you know, it's got all the the good stuff that you would expect. It's got the gangsters, the mobsters. Um, it's got the um, you know the the running um, alcohol up and down the the East Coast, and um, you know the cool accents and all that. The good the the garbs, the garb I guess I should say that they're wearing is uh, obviously reminiscent of the period, and I just love that fucking time period, man. The 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 Roaring Twenties, as it were, I think is one of the coolest time periods in American history, so um, really enjoying that vibe, and it's basically about a kid who's trying to get revenge on a crime family for killing his, his family, um, so he's kind of like going undercover and um, trying to infiltrate this uh, mob family. Um, so really great so far. I think I think I'm four episodes in, three or four. I watched last night, and it's excuse me only twelve episodes with an OVA. So be finishing that up soon enough. Excuse me. And uh, so yeah, there's that. My hero. Um, I've been downloading a couple other things that I'll be getting into soon. Um, been watching the. Uh, other shonen series that are just kind of ongoing um, that I've mentioned before, and then I also finished up uh, the original Full Metal Alchemist, which is uh, you know a totally classic series. It's one of the best of all time, in my opinion, and, and a lot of people's opinion. Uh, watched the movie as well, and one thing that um, I don't think I really grasped completely when I watched it originally in my freshman year of high school was that it's just devastating. I mean, it is so sad, some of the things. I mean, it's not just a sad, like, depressing series all the way through, but there are just parts of it and specific things that happen. Um, events that, uh, you know, just hit those characters and they, they take it well, so maybe that's why I didn't notice it as much the first time, but when you really start to think about certain things that happen in that series, it's just absolutely devastating. And so, um, props to that series. One, because it's, you know, great anime with a lot of great action and cool characters and a really cool world that they're in with all this alchemy going on. Um, but also props to the, the emotional depth that it brings to the table. Um, so I'll probably be watching the uh, reimagining, I guess you could say. Basically, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a sequel series in which um, they more closely adapt the manga because the manga was uh, 
not finished by the time that they were finishing up the original series, so they went back and, and did a new series where they uh, stick closer to the manga. Um, so I haven't ever seen that, so I won't be re-watching that. I'll be watching it for the first time, and uh, definitely excited to start that uh, soon enough. Um, besides that, uh, been uh, keeping up playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. Didn't get a chance to get around to Pokemon Silver yet, even though I did preload it. Um, obviously very excited about that. It's my favorite generation of Pokemon. And um, also started a little game called Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS, uh, new oh. 3DS hmm. uh, exclusive that it is. Um, I've played through uh, maybe, probably not the first third, maybe like the first fifth or the first fourth of the game. Uh, several years back emulated it on Dolphin on my PC uh, which is the best place to play it because it's you know got the the sharpest graphics you can bump up the graphics a lot and have your controller of choice that's in my opinion obviously but anyways it's on uh, new 3DS as an exclusive and so I'm playing it on that version now and it is uh, visually certainly a downgrade um, even from the Wii but obviously from emulating it in high settings um, so either way, I'm enjoying it. It's a cool game, uh, with, you know, kind of, it is kind of a return to form for, uh, typical JRPGs. Um, uh, so nothing there that's too out of, too far out of the ordinary for your JRPGs. I think you can kind of get the line, get, get, get the vibe that I'm talking about, um, you know, with, um, kind of just certain uh tropes i guess you could say um but not in a bad way i would say it's it's definitely a good thing and, and it's a enjoyable romp through a jrpg world um and besides that uh didn't really play anything else um I'm trying to think if i watched anything else uh, well, Rick and Morty is actually coming to a close for the third season, and it has um, been such an interesting season. I guess I'll just go ahead and give that a little shout-out since you brought it up, Jared. Um, like I was telling you when you were saying that you were getting back into it, I think it's just... Man, like, how far they've brought it, it's still fucking hilarious, as always, but they've just gone so far out. Uh, when it comes to some of the concepts that they're touching on and some of the, uh, you know, multiverse stuff that they're going into, some of the um, really deep sci-fi stuff that they're going into. It's really fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited for this season finale that's going to be on Sunday um, because I think it's going to be... They basically had an episode that I think is going... Uh, they had an episode earlier in the season that was really impactful, really big, and I think uh, they kind of, you know, went back to like the normal uh, episodes for a couple, and now they're gonna hopefully go back to that big stuff that happened and, and hopefully address that. So I think that that's gonna be really interesting if they do. And so yeah, just props to them for, you know, such an awesome season. Uh, yeah, like I, so I, uh, I finished the first season and. There is an overall narrative that's going on that you learn about uh, with with the yeah. uh, the whole Morty Rick situation, which is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Can't wait to get to season three, but taking my time, enjoying myself. Um, as far as yeah. news goes, no rush. Yeah. 
As far as news goes, first bit of news comes by way of IGN. Rare studio head Craig Duncan basically states that returning to old franchises would be the worst thing for Rare to do. Um, so basically in the interview, he says, uh, I don't think it's okay to just go make the same game that people loved before, but with up-to-date graphics, audio, and all those things. Just making them again with whatever technology is available today, uh, available today that's not Rare, Duncan said. I think what Rare is, is doing the kind of games that only Rare would do. Uh, like, no one else would go and make Sea of Thieves in the way we're making Sea of Thieves. I think unless you've got an absolutely killer, amazing idea for how you'd bring maybe an existing IP or maybe one of those franchises and do something new with it from a gameplay paradigm or scenario or something that would actually be genuinely different and innovative, I don't think you just redo them. I think that would be the worst thing for Rare to do, honestly, he added. If I went and said to Rare, hey, go remake all of the stuff that was kind of successful at the time, but make it up to date, I don't think it would be good. And I don't think it would be relevant. And I don't think people would really want it. I think they might think they do, but I don't think they would. Um, mm. So he's basically saying, like, you know, because everyone wants him to return to Conquer and Banjo-Kazooie and all these rare classics. And he's basically saying, like, yeah, we would want to return to it if there was a reason to. You know, we're not just going to, you know, HDify them and stuff like that, which is is fine to me. Like, I understand where he's coming from. I kind of just want them to focus on Sea of Thieves anyways. Um, what do you guys well, think? I mean, the last thing he said, he's just flat out wrong, um, that people don't want it, even if they think they do. Uh, the most obvious proof is how well Crash Bandicoot just sold. Literally the same game, updated visuals, right? Maybe the controls are a little tighter but that's literally nothing creative and new about that and people wanted it they wanted it bad but yeah, yeah. i can definitely appreciate what he's saying and i like the way he said it that that's not what rare should be doing right yeah I, so uh, i can definitely appreciate that and he he's basically saying like yeah well they definitely could make a lot of money making some remakes but he wants to do something new because i mean that that that's admirable, I'd say. Um, wanting to be creative and give some, giving people something new and, and different, and innovative. That's cool. So yeah, but like he, like he also said, that like the Crash Bandicoot remakes weren't done by Naughty Dog; they were done by Vicarious Visions. You know, so that's why he's saying he was like, sure. "Rare doesn't need to do this. Like, you guys don't want us to do this." I think is what he's trying to say. Um, okay. If we yeah. don't want them to do it, then sure. Yeah, because they want to work on new and innovative things. I think it's just like he's. Not, I don't think he's necessarily saying people wouldn't buy a remake or anything. I just. People are so much about wanting Rare to specifically do it to, like, you know, remake Banjo-Kazooie or retouch all these things. And he's like, well, we'll do it if it if there's something new or innovative to do. But you don't want us to just go back and HDify him, you know. Um, yeah. Which is cool because that means that he's pro- if he is willing to express this publicly in an interview, they've probably had discussions with Microsoft about this. And that means that if Microsoft is HD remastering these old games then, you know, that means that uh, Rare wouldn't be doing it, somebody else would. And people keep making this thing saying that, like, oh, there's no point for these to happen anyways, the Rare Replay came out. The games that are in the Rare Replay aren't remade to the same stature that, like, the Crash Bandicoot collection or how um, uh, Shadow of the Colossus are being remade. Those aren't one and the same, you know? You know, they're just, like, slight upgrades. I've played them. They're they're not not even close. (laughs) Where the hell is the uh, Xbox version of Crash Bandicoot? Shouldn't we have that right now? Uh, no, uh, the rumor is December. That they had a six-month window or something like that. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the rumor is this December is we get an announcement. Like, yeah. It has to so be, like, right? As soon as PSX ends, Activision's like, hey, Crash is <laughs> coming to 
like uh, that'd be a cool game awards announcement too or something I don't know we'll figure it out apparently it's December that's the rumor um, yeah I don't think we have too much else to say about Rare right you guys want to move on to the next news story sure Rarely. The next news story, the Jordan story of the day, oh, uh, IGN uh, wrote up a story. It's the 20th anniversary for Sucker Punch. We're still wondering where the hell their new game is. Uh, whoop, whoop. And basically in the PlayStation blog, the company was looking back at their last 20 years, talking about all the games they've made, like their first title on N64, uh, Rocket Robot. Um, and during the, the uh, conversation, one of the co-founders of Sucker Punch, Chris Zimmerman, talked about Infamous. And he stated that the game was actually originally going to be more like Animal Crossing. And he goes a little deeper. He states, at first we were building a, a, super, a superhero version of Animal Crossing. You roamed your city, <laughs> tracked down criminals, helped out the citizens, and did some light zoning work along the way. The best superheroes have alter egos, right? <laughs> work. So your alter work. Yeah. So your alter ego was a property developer deciding where to put the pet shops and tiki bars. The citizens were demanding. Uh, sounds awesome, right? Well, it wasn't. After six months of experimentation, we gave up on property development and focused on superhero action. It turns out that the game's main karma mechanic was also a late introduction to the title. Zimmerman tells that it was only brought up, uh, brought about after the marketing team at Sony latched onto the idea of choosing whether or not you were a good guy during a meeting. I'm assuming Mass Effect probably had a lot to do with that too, because Infamous happened after mm. Mass Effect, right? Am I not wrong about that timeline? Actually, I think they Infamous One and Mass Effect One came out the same year. Okay, to twenty oh seven. I yeah, think. it could have been about, like, it could have been, I don't know. It's just uh, interesting that it was added so late. Maybe Infamous was 2009. Don't know why I'm saying it like that, but... Uh, I'm going to yeah, find that. 2009. Possible. Yeah, this is just, uh, like you were saying, Jordan, before the show, when we were talking about the news stories, this is the best thing for them, that they switched up and focused on superhero yeah. action. Yeah. As much as, as, as cool as it would have been to have an Animal Crossing-type game, I don't think mixing with superhero gameplay is the, is the best way to go about that. It's not, you know, very odd. Um... Like I was telling you, like this is a weird domino effect because what if that was the version of Infamous oh. we got? How would the sequel would have added up? How would have things gone from there? You know what I mean? Um, it's very interesting to see how these stories of video games and how they come to be in their final form. Obviously, there's a, a, a cause and effect when they're released of their sales or how it's um, how basically people take the games. And it would have been interesting to see, you know, if this Animal Crossing superhero game would have been more successful or less successful your opinion you said it would have probably been less successful because even infamous in its state was a hard sell for people right yeah i think that it's just that mostly it's that um it's tough to sell a superhero game when the superhero isn't already pre-established yeah uh, which is sad because you know people love to complain about how um you know a lot of our most famous superheroes have been around for 70 plus years, right? But they're not willing to give a new one a chance, which is unfortunate. At the same time, neither Cole nor Delson in the new games um, are really interesting enough to warrant anyone's attention. I think you could say Fetch in First Light is a little more interesting. But, um, yeah, it's, it is sad that they make these superhero games and then the superhero isn't really that interesting and isn't really even a superhero in a lot of, in the, the, you know, true sense of the word, I guess, because they don't have a suit, you know, they don't have like a code name, 
Um, you know, it's really just like a regular people with superpowers, which is cool enough, but I don't think that they lean enough on that uh, aspect of it for it to be like, you know, we're just doing like really grounded, you know, regular people with superheroes things. So it's kind of a middle ground that I don't think they nail either way. Um, also, I'd just like to go ahead and say, and I think Dom, you'll agree with me, uh, congratulations okay. on 20 great years to Sony's best first party studio. <laughs> I think that, you know, um, with the Sly Cooper series, I'm an, a gigantic fan of Sly Cooper. Um, I fucking love those games. And then obviously we know how much I love Infamous. Um, and then uh, just looking towards their future, I think, uh, you know. Are I we don't seeing this new game next... at PSX? Like. We, we fucking better be forever. Like, we fucking better be. Yeah, because uh, the fact that it wasn't at E3 this year was damn near insulting. And uh, I jumped on their Twitter account uh, the day after the Sony conference, and every tweet—well, I mean, obviously people aren't just like constantly tweeting Sucker Punch, but of course every tweet was like, "Where were you guys? I, I was wondering where Sucker Punch was. What about Sucker Punch? I really like those infamous games." And, um, yeah, it was like they totally should have had them at this year's E3, I think. But, you know, they said that they were spreading things out. And I do get that. Um, so I feel like, yeah, we should be seeing it at uh, this upcoming PSX unless there is something, you know, unfortunately gone wrong. But it doesn't seem that way because Shuhei Yoshida has been saying that he's played the game. And he's played the game in multiple states of uh, f- being uh, closer to closer and closer to being finished and so um it does seem like they are progressing and they do have something that you know they've solidified um but i don't think it's going to be an infamous game i think that they've uh made they've made three main games and then they made the two standalone expansions that are essentially kind of you know uh, dominic was talking about uh death of the outsider with dishonored and they're just about as meaty as that definitely first light comes close to that and um um, uh, fuck, it's Festival of Blood for Infamous 2 was um, meaty in and of itself. So they've, I think they've had plenty of entries into the Infamous universe, and I think that the, it'll still be open. You know, they talked about Bend having that uh, Vita game, which I'm at this point kind of glad uh, didn't, didn't happen. Um, but I think that they've had plenty of time in the Infamous universe. They had the three games with Sly, they had the three main games with Infamous, and so I do think it's time for them to move forward, and I am very excited about what's to come next, and yeah, we damn well better see this shit at PSX, or I'm going to be really upset with Sony. What's your... To our earlier inquiry, by the way, uh, Mass Effect 1, released 2007. 2007. Infamous, Infamous, the first game, was 2009. Yeah, Yeah, okay. 2009. So two years ago, they could have had influence then on that on that uh, mechanic. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing too is that's going to be interesting is you you know we saw what happened with uh, um, help me out here the team that worked on Killzone that made Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm Gorilla. 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 You know had the had the Killzone franchise that was like eh, and then they had the opportunity to make their own new IP. Uh, another new IP, something refreshing. Maybe that's what's ha- been happening with Sucker Punch, you know? Maybe they got tired it's of possible. the infamous games and they weren't selling that well, obviously. And maybe Sony's yeah. like, just come up with something new, you know? So I think Infamous is certainly beloved, and I, not that you aren't are, are saying anything against oh, no, it. I think yeah. it's more beloved than Killzone, because Killzone is one of those things, like, 
I don't know if I've ever met a, uh, a Kill Zone fan. You know, yeah. there's plenty of well, infamous fans out there, and I don't, I don't know if anybody's like, yeah, dude, I just fucking love that universe. I just love those characters. It's just, you know, Kill Zone wasn't that type of game. Kill Zone's problem was it was you know a mediocre version of Halo, right? It was. It was well, so it wasn't even saying mediocre. It was always a launch well, title, like in a launch window game too, which gave it that stigma of like, that's coming at the launch of the console again. You know, it's Killzone, whatever. You know, well, Killzone Three was uh, later into the PS3's life cycle. I think it was just the fact that it was. Uh, I don't think that it was necessarily mediocre. I think the shooting mechanics were actually pretty damn solid. I think it was that the look, the feel of it, the universe that it was set in, the characters, those were all mediocre. And sure. it was that made it a watered down version. Even the of name Halo kind of, of the day. was Kill yeah. Zone. Kill Zones is not like super. Uh, it doesn't really stand yeah. out necessarily. It sounds like a generic video game name. But yeah, no. Um, my only point so, yeah. was not that it was like horrible or whatever. It was just and not even that. This is right, but the conversation that it was always brought up like, well, they have Killzone on PlayStation, which is just a worse Halo game. Yeah, right. Whether it's, that's right or wrong, was un- that was the perception. Yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of unfortunate that it had to get compared to Halo. But even if it right. didn't, it wasn't really standing out on its own. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that um, it's obviously done wonders for Gorilla because now they're looked at as you know one of the top tier Sony first party studios up there with like Sucker Punch and yeah. So I think that um, it's cool that. It's done, you know, what uh, Horizon has done for them, and I think that it'll be cool to see if, uh, you know, we can have a similar situation for Sucker Punch and, you know, even other studios like Bend, Bend. or, or, um, or uh, you know, they're not a first-party studio, but Quantic Dream with what they're doing with uh, Detroit Become Human. I think it would be cool to see these, these also not sony first party but yeah i get where you're going there um it'll be cool to see if these franchises can kind of breathe life into a studio or even into a franchise like even uh sony santa monica even though it's not a new franchise the new god of war is completely different than any of the previous iterations clearly taking it in a new direction yeah yeah so um yeah psx just you know obviously since you mentioned it it's not anywhere really close to that time but i think we are going to see that uh, new sucker punch game and i'm really hoping dom that we get some bloodborne 2 since we didn't get it at tgs i think i'm hoping that bloodborne 2 bloodborne is blown up so big that it's too big for tgs you know and well, so they're saving it for psx well, the crazy thing is that um if we finish the year without a from software game it's going to be the first time in 16 years that they didn't release a game in a year <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think they are. For I think sixteen years, which is crazy. I think that they would have announced it if it was, you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Wasn't they're going to shadow drop Blood War Two. There was like a two or three year gap between Dark Souls One and Two, I thought. Uh, but they released other games. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. They I'm weren't sure like what those were. Yeah, we could look at their history, but yeah, there was it was a, a statistic that was being dropped everywhere of like, well, if Bloodborne Two isn't coming out this year. That means it'd be the first time in sixteen years that. Um, from software didn't release a game in a calendar year. Yeah, because um, they're very prolific, man. I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on besides just the Soul series or even Bloodborne, you know? Yeah. Um, so the last news story here before we hop into our topic, which I was hoping this would be our topic, but, you know, 
we weren't I assumed that we weren't gonna get a whole lot of news and information from this. Some people thought we were gonna get the GTA five treatment. I personally think that that's what we're gonna see at PSX. Remember when we got that GTA five uh, GTA five trailer where it was the woman talking over the trailer and she introduced you, you playing as yeah, three characters and all this stuff. I think we're gonna get that trailer at PSX that seems closer to obviously the release date. Um, this was just a minute and a half trailer actually introducing us to the new protagonist. People thought we were going to be taking the reins of Marston during his days with Dutch's gang. Turns out we're taking the reins of Arthur Morgan, who looks more like the classical cowboy. He has a lot yeah. more of that Clint Eastwood, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of look to him. The chiseled, you know, more, uh, uh, non-bearded white guy kind of cowboy look. A lot like, in, it reminds me of Indiana Jones too, especially with his hat. Um... And he's gonna be—he's actually in the Vanderlind gang, Dutch's gang. Um, we really—we saw a couple of mechanics in there of like roping horses. Nothing too crazy for a Red Dead game. Um, not a whole lot new, honestly. It's just that now we know that we're playing as Arthur Morgan, or at least he's shaped up in this trailer as being the protagonist. And uh, yeah, no sign of John Marston. Which my personal prediction is that this game will end. Something will happen to Arthur Morgan, good or bad. He disappears. And we'll see the introduction of Marston into Dutch's gang. Or at least that'll be like the final act. If you guys aren't familiar with the first Red Dead Redemption game, there's a point in the and I don't want to spoil it for people, even though it's a very old game. There's a point where you think that game's over with, and then there's an extended like hour and a half after that, which is the real end to the game. So we could see something like that too. Um, yeah, interesting. What did you guys think of the footage? We didn't get a whole lot of it, right? Um, so I was actually a little bit disappointed with it because it definitely didn't, I mean... There wasn't anything that was, like, blowing anybody's socks off, I think. Yeah. Well, there's and no the gameplay. Reason, but, like, I mean, it basically just looks like a next-gen Red Dead at the end of the day, as far as gameplay goes. Um, in my personal opinion, of course. But the reason that I'm disappointed, I think, is because uh, it visually wasn't very impressive to me. I think when they had that original environmental trailer, they, they angled it really well, and there was... They were uh, keeping the camera off the ground, and they were very specific. They were very particular in what they were showing. And then now you get into like some cutscenes and stuff in this trailer, and like uh, the ground textures looked very flat to me. Um, and then some of the character movements didn't didn't jive so well with me. And this is Rockstar's uh, really first game from the ground up on next gen technology. And I've really never enjoyed the look of Rockstar games. I thought they've always been subpar for the size of studio they are. In the That's crazy. I think GTA Five was like one of the most beautiful games. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I just don't feel that way. Like, and I've I haven't played it, but you know, being a gamer, I think I've certainly seen enough gameplay of of that game to to know um, that I just don't really think it looks all that great. Because I mean, they're decent looking games so they don't look terrible but they're like they're some of the biggest budget games being made and that's one of the biggest studios out there so it just i think it, they are visually disappointing games uh for me just because yeah th there's something to be said for how big the open world is that's certainly an aspect of it and you know you can't make um every little piece of an open world that big look amazing but um, i think it's timing too i mean think about even GTA 5 was really a last-gen game, so it's been a long time, and you've seen a lot better games visually, you know. Right, in the right, years and since, I would, so. I would, I would give them that benefit of the doubt there, but 
we are this is a new game built from the ground up on next gen technology and i'm just it, not seeing the but no one there, reaches so. their scope though that's what i'm saying like for a game that that's the scope of their games i think it's beautiful like the uncharted games I mean, are beautiful and stuff but those games are like linear storytelling like there's no like the scope sure. of those games isn't huge like i'm Absolutely. willing to trade off the scope of these games with the i think the graphics are more than passable and i understand where you're coming from of like this isn't necessarily what we expect but for me the scope the when I play a Rockstar game, the scope is the thing that's always most impressive to me. The amount of things I can do, the world detail, like everything that's happening in that world. And the graphics, I think, are far superior than anything that even comes close to a scope. Like, the only games that are even close to the scope of Rockstar games are Bethesda games. And Bethesda games are ugly. You know what I mean? Well, I think, <laughs> I love I think Bethesda the, games, but... the good example to put up against it would be The Witcher 3. I think that yeah, obviously... Obviously, I'm a little Horizon bit is on Horizon that. isn't to the scope of, of a Rockstar game. I have to disagree there. The scope, I think it's I, pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, I have to world. strongly disagree. There's it's a but it's, you haven't played it. I, I, just like you haven't played GTA Five. No, but I can understand that. Like, like I can understand that the visual. I, well, I'm not talking about the scope of the game. I'm talking about the visual side of it. And so yeah, that's why I'm saying. Um, the world is big, but I'm talking really about get the... A, you can't get a feeling for the scope of a game unless you're actually playing it, I think is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, but even Whereas when you, you see the... Gameplay, you can look at gameplay and watch cutscenes, and you're really getting... I mean, like, what's the difference in me going on YouTube and watching GTA cutscenes versus you playing it in-game? I mean, yeah, the bitrate may not be there, but I think that I can accurately judge... Yeah, Whereas I'm just saying really don't with get a the with the, the scope unless you're there. With the, I guess it's not so much scope, but it's like level of detail. I think the the, the the amount of things happening in the world in a Rockstar game vastly outnumber that that happen in in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Maybe I would say that's borderline, but at least The Witcher Three, you got to admit that that's like definitely on the scope. It's one of the biggest. Oh games yeah, I'm not. Made, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with The Witcher Three, but I, it I does look. Yeah, I think it looks yeah. no, Jared, better. You're right in terms of uh, it, like NPCs and stuff. There wasn't yeah. as much going on with Horizon. There's lots of obviously dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, but there's not like cars driving all around and tons of people and all that going on like there's in GTA. Yeah, but b- back to the original point that you're but making. I do. I do agree with you that this. Showing off the environments, painted this in a way better light graphically than now that we're actually seeing the real gameplay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and completely agree. To with be that. completely honest, when I watched that gameplay trailer, of course, I saw it a billion times, you know, being around the industry. Uh, and it's like, I knew. I was just telling myself constantly, like, it's not going to look anywhere near this good. You know, yeah. they barely showed uh, really any character, like any people. They, they kept it light on people, and it was really just environmental. And I just knew, like, yeah, like I said, personally, the first I just trailer. Rockstar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, personally, Rockstar just really never does it for me on the visual side, and that's been true. I mean, back we're talking like Bully. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, damn, yeah. like these are big budget games, and they're just not getting the job done. Well, I don't think Bully I, was a big budget game. <laughs> the GTA games. I, mean, are, I don't think Bully was a big budget game. Obviously, it's not as big as GTA, <laughs> but I yeah. think you know you compare Bully to like. A small budget game. Bully's not a small budget game by any stretch. Of the no, no, no. But it, I wouldn't say it's like the it's GTA made by a scale. AAA. Yeah, it's yeah. made by a AAA studio. I guess is the yeah. best way to put it. See, see, Jordan, I have like I think like the Rockstar games look really good. My issue is more in uh, the the controls have just always felt like not good to me. Uh, first one I ever played, uh, GTA Three. I mean, 
yeah, it's kind of excusable because it was like a PST, PS2 game and like it was it did so much else, right? But then even GTA 4, I always felt was just I didn't like walking around and you gotta like line up with the circle and it just doesn't go where you want it. Uh, your character doesn't, and then and now I even have GTA 5 and I have a lot of the same feelings like aiming and uh, walking around and everything and climbing is just like it's just uncomfortable. It re- reminded me of when I first started playing uh, Assassin's Creed after not playing it for so long i was like ah it just doesn't feel good it's it's a far cry from uh, far cry uh (laughs) from like uh like a mario game right where it the controls are just so tight and even in third person like he does exactly what you want him to do and goes exactly where you want him to go um and i think if i put more time into gta 5 i'd start to get used to it and i'd start to get a better feel for it but it's just yep. not immediately welcoming to me. But there. I think I should go ahead and just admit, like, I really haven't played that many Rockstar games. So, yeah. um, you know, like, getting a feel for the game is not necessarily where I uh, could say I'm an expert. Um, but I have played plenty of Red Dead. I've played uh, a little bit of Bully. And, and like I said, just uh, the visual aspect is really what irks me on these games. And um, that's obviously something that you can get from trailers well, or commercials or whatever. And that's one of the reasons that I haven't played the games because they kind of turned me turned me off, you know, yeah. uh, before I even get to the table. So um, I didn't I didn't mean to like turn it into a thing, but it's just it is kind of upsetting to see like okay, well. I thought, well, maybe we're getting on this next gen and, like, they'll finally, like, turn a new corner, especially that they have all this motherfucking money. That's the thing, is, like, think about how beautiful The Witcher 3 is on CD Projekt's budget and then think about how how much fucking money they have from GTA Online. It's like, really? You couldn't have, like, you know, bumped up the graphics a little bit? You couldn't have made the, the facial textures a little tighter, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the same and- thing where... Uh- I always those kind of comparisons it's not always apples to apples so one of the things that's most impressive about I didn't even mean to say apples to apples because I'm going to talk about <laughs> Apple the company you know one of the things they do best is uh, their R&D budget is really really small compared to Microsoft and Google yet they get out way more of it right so it's not just about yeah. like the well, mass you don't have of to... money you're spending yeah. it's about how much you're getting out of it right it's you also don't need to put you don't really need to put a whole lot of money into R&D if you're using stuff that came out on other phones a couple of years ago and you're implementing it as a new feature, right? Yeah, Apple's <laughs> definitely not uh, somebody who's, you know, for yeah. the most part, their features are uh, not changing the industry. Going going to your point, though, Jordan, so I'm going to make I'm gonna make something clear because I'm coming off as like, maybe not, but like I'm coming off as kind of like a Rockstar fanboy, which I'm not. I No, I think you're just coming off as somebody who's like, Hey, I think that they have, you know, you're, um, you're like, you're defending their validity, I think yeah. is the best way and so the way I'm going to put it is, so GTA 5 is a, the first GTA game that I actually finished start to start to end, like the story mode. Um, yeah. I've never really liked the GTA games, and I'm not some somebody that's against the, the storytelling they're having. I agree with you, a lot of their games are ugly. Um, I don't really think they, it's weird because they... I think for Bethesda, it's more passable because Bethesda plays in a realm of fantasy and sci-fi, whereas GTA goes for realism, so that's like, you're kind of pushing against yourself at that point, you know what I mean? Um, Right. And, yeah, so I've never really liked any of the other GTAs, I liked Red Dead a lot, and I do agree with you that, like, these aren't aren't the graphics you're seeing from, like, Forza or um, Horizon or all these games, they're not up to that snuff, but for me, playing 
playing GTA Five, I loved that game a whole lot. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. It does seem like, like Rockstar games are lauded, you know, more for their gameplay than anything yeah. else. And so it's not like there's this uh, this thought in the industry that like, oh, they're the best looking games. Like, no, people obviously love GTA for like the stuff that you can do in that game. Yeah, which is weird because like even my favorite part of GTA is in GTA Online. Um, and I agree with you, Dom, that some of the controls are a little weird. But I loved the story in GTA Five. Like, I thought it was a perfect blend of their, like, satire telling, like, the, yeah. you know, the, the American I, I want to get back into like it now. That. Yeah, and it's... because it's good. Yeah, and like I said, it's the first GTA... I've played all of the campaigns, um, and it's the first one that I actually finished, and I enjoyed enough to finish, and I didn't go start off shooting rocket launchers at people and all that stuff. Um, but, like, with, with Red Dead Redemption 2... It's funny that you say your biggest disappointment is in the graphic fidelity, because that's... First of all, you've heard me before. The graphic fidelity and stuff like that isn't something I ever go against. Like, I'm not a graphics guy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, like, my biggest disappointment is I don't think we saw enough of the game. Like, we got the protagonist, but I want to see more. It was just, like, for them making a big a big deal about this, I even made a joke when they announced this announcement of I thought this was just going to be a Red Dead remaster that came out this fall, and then we would get more news about Red Dead 2 next year, right? Um, mm. And... I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and we didn't get a whole lot. Um, it's The thing is, people are expecting to play as John Marston. Name the last Rockstar game that was in the same franchise in the same series that you played as the same character two times in a row. It's never good, happened. Good point, yeah. It's never happened. I'll wait. Um, so for people expecting to play as John Marston, that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, so I'm... I do think, to your point, Jared, that they could have had this that environmental trailer from last year yeah. or whenever we got it. And then this trailer, it's like you could have just started them together. with the environments. Yeah. Put them together, started with the environments, and then the second half of the trailer is introducing the character, and it still would have only been like a four-minute trailer. Three-minute trailer, yeah. So, yeah. so we just talked a lot about what we saw in the trailer. What about what we didn't see? A release date. It's spring. I think what do you just, think? I think it's still coming out in spring. I, I, I don't oh, think they yeah, push no, it in the fall. I'm um, just saying if this means anything different um, – I'm still thinking like, mm, March, I think April. So they have a marketing deal with with PlayStation, right? I think maybe PlayStation was talking to them of like, hey, we would love to have the the release date announced at PSX. That would create buzz, you know. Um, I can see them waiting to P, for PSX to announce the actual release date. That's what I think, yeah. really. Um, yeah, it's sen- still like far enough out. You know, it's still technically September, so. Uh, there's there's months and months between now and when that game's probably coming. Yeah, and the last thing I want is for this game to be delayed. Because, like, because yeah. unless Anthem gets delayed, which I'm assuming it might get delayed, you know, because then Anthem moves out of fall 2018 into spring 2019, and then we have Red Dead 2 for fall 2018. But Man. plus all the Sony first parties, too, that are going to be in the I fall. Think it'll be, I think it'll be spring. Yeah. Me too. Crazy, like, how much hype Anthem had coming out of E3 and... I forgot all about it because no one will shut the hell up about Destiny right now. Destiny was like, you know, oh, it saw Anthem come out, and then it was like, all right, hold my beer. Well, yeah, because it's not out. It's out now. And you know how the industry works. It's like everybody's on that Destiny crack. You know, they're like, oh, it's out now. But it's going to be interesting once all this DLC starts coming out for Destiny. The first one's in December. You know, Destiny has a roadmap, right? And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how far that roadmap goes where it touches with the release of Anthem because you might come at the point where people are already getting... like tired of destiny 2 here comes Jumping anthem ship. about to release it blows them out of the water 
it might not. But, it might be well, worse. I'm not saying point, it will, yeah, but I'm saying at that point, Destiny. At that point, Destiny Two will yeah will be pretty much done. Yeah, uh, it won't stand a chance against Anthem. But that's where Activision's going to have you know the their whatever they're doing with Call of Duty um, to compete with Anthem that year, right? Or whatever. Yeah, they have to do something because just playing Call of Duty again isn't going to hold a candle. Well, and the thing is, is presumably. like, so I I talked to you guys last week in detail about why I like Destiny Two over Destiny One and all the improvements they made. Obviously, games don't release in a vacuum. If Anthem would have come out. And just, for instance, say Anthem comes out and it blows everybody out of the water. It's crazy. It does all these things that Destiny didn't do. They listen to the Destiny community when they were developing Anthem. All this stuff, right? I don't think Destiny 3 doing the improvements to Destiny 2 that Destiny 2 did to Destiny 1, I don't think that game could contend with an Anthem that would blow people out of the water. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't think the jump they made from 1 to 2 to 2 to 3, I don't think that would be enough of a jump to contend with a game that would come out and be solid. Obviously, we don't know if Anthem's going to be good or not. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, if it happens to come out and be great. But it's a think. Bioware game, Jared. How could it be that bad? Yeah. Well, that's now that they have their saying about Mass Effect. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying oh. too, and we didn't, you know, we didn't know the behind the scenes stuff, and I still will argue that I don't think Mass Effect and Drum, like I'm still playing it here and there, and I don't think that's as bad of a game as as it gets the shit on for. Like, obviously, it's not sure. a nine or a ten, but. Like man, people shit on the game way too much. I think it's a still if it a quality wasn't, game. If it didn't have the Bioware name on it, people would probably be a lot more positive. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. My thing with Anthem, I just want to say real quick, I'm not convinced that it's as much like Destiny as everyone thinks. Oh it is. yeah, I I do too because uh, when Bioware's kind of tackled other other um, genres that have been popular, like even when they had KOTOR, right, with RPGs, right. people kind of right. had this idea of what an RPG could be and stuff like that, and KOTOR is kind of like the thing that jumped off this idea of being good or bad, like making your path, right, um, right. to a mass audience. Somebody probably did it on PC and no one played it. Um, <laughs> but, like, Bioware takes an already established genre and does the right things with it, but does tweaks to it as well. And yeah. I agree with you that I think Anthem might have a lot of roots in Destiny, but I do think they'll, they'll try some very interesting and, uh, like, imagine if they took some of the concepts from Evolve. Like, imagine going out with your fire team and going to this, like, random open area, and it's not a mission or anything, but there's just, like, wild beast you could hunt. That would be cool. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. one of the, the biggest disappointments, like, like Dom touched on last week, is that the reason Evolve failed is because you needed to have people to talk to that you had a plan going in. And you can't do that in random matchmaking. But in a game like Destiny, which Anthem seems to be, where you're with your fire team, you can designate a plan to go off on these just random wild hunts, you know? I think that's cool, uh, if that happens to be the case. If they do these new and interesting things that Bioware can do, like you po- pointed out. You know I gotta love a good wild hunt, Jared. Like <laughs> which exactly. I was hoping you'd catch hunt. up on that, yep. Yep, throwing those yeah. little those podcast Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um new term coined here first. Uh, the last bit of news is actually oh. a bit of sad news. Uh there was some big layoffs this week in the world of gaming. Um one of them actually both of them I I don't think are super surprising based on the reason that they happened. Um the yeah. Chinese room who uh I, I haven't played any of their games, but they are games that I want to play. Um, the Everybody's Gone they to the Rapture and... Two. Did they make, they made Dear Esther two. as well, right? I'm not sure if it was them or, like, uh, people that worked there 
had done okay. that earlier. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that they made Amnesia 2 and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I've only played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture out of those two, um, even though Amnesia Collection is uh, on PS Plus uh, for October. So I actually just bought that game. But um, anyways, uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is... Uh, I think a great walking simulator. I really enjoyed the story, and I really like. Um, I guess it's kind of sci-fi, uh, like light sci-fi, where you know Don't you walk into it. this town. Well, I'm not spoiling you. You walk in. <laughs> the premise of the game is that you walk. Oh no! If it's you're a thinking walking like, simulator. There's a, there's a spaceship that comes down at the end or something. I don't mean that in far, as far as sci-fi. I just mean, like, you walk into this uh, little UK town and you're, like, seeing these uh, light uh, silhouettes of uh, the people that had lived there and them telling their stories through that. So I guess it's, like, you know, them being raptured. I guess it's not necessarily sci-fi. I don't I know hope why it's I not a big uh, narrative disappointment like Gone Home was. I've played, uh, I've played Dear Esther. I like that game a lot. Uh, which Wait. is argued to be the first uh, walking sim. Dom, why do you say that the rest or Gone Home is such a narrative disappointment? I think we talked about it a while back, and I don't want to get into it without spoiling, blowing the whole game up. But I don't know. I just didn't like the ending at all. I thought it was a big slap. Like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> okay. um, all right, drops the bomb. Yeah, what uh, I just did. So the studio, the entire studio is laid off except for three people. Uh, creative designer, which they were already pretty damn small to begin with. Exactly. Uh, creative director Dan Pinchek, composer Jessica Curry, and lead designer Andrew Crawshaw. Um, there was a health scare that happened to Dan Pinchek, uh, as well as they've been in some financial issues of not being able to. They're living like month to month, having trouble paying everybody. So uh, they said they're not over. They're not finished. Um, they're just gonna become a smaller team for now um it seems like they had some projects in development that maybe didn't get funding maybe they're anticipating funding and they didn't get it um so that's unfortunate and the other big round of layoffs 30 people got laid off from volition seems like a lot of them are, are getting a lot of help from the industry in terms of finding jobs um volition the studio behind agents of mayhem light, uh, laid off over 30 people this week including general manager dan kermack the general manager which is pretty huge um, the studio previously had around 200 employees. These layoffs come one month after the release of Agents, Agents of Mayhem, an action game set in the same world as Volition's Saints Row series. Sources say that Deep Silver, the publisher and parent company of Volition, was unhappy with Agents of, May- Agent of, Mayhem- Agents of Mayhem's <laughs> sales. Although video game publishers do not publicly share their sales data, UK sales charts painted a bleak picture for the game. Deep Silver did not uh, return a request for comment. Um... Yeah, Who's this that story is, from? This is from uh, Kotaku, by the way. Uh, this is from Jason Schreier, everybody's boy. Um, and this is not surprising, honestly. The, the, the layoffs yeah. suck. But the sales around Agents of Mayhem, when this game was announced earlier this year, I was on this podcast saying it looked generic, and I don't think it was going to do yeah, well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did, and the, the humor didn't seem like it was very... It would seem like video game humor from several years ago. Like yeah, exactly. Like goofy nerd humor, and it's like... Um, the just lots of different things about it did seem pretty generic, and it definitely seemed like it was clearly trying to capitalize off of hero shooters like Overwatch, and it also just seemed like it should have been leaning more heavily into Saints Row if they wanted that brand recognition. You know, they didn't even announce that it was part of the Saints Row universe until after the reveal trailer had already been out. It's so just, it's just 
it's clear that they made some poor decisions uh, when it came to the marketing, but also just the the aesthetic of this game. I think even just the gameplay. Like, I think this was something that I kind of thought was going to happen to Gearbox for a while. Of a company, you know, Saints Row games sold really well. They were known as the other GTA, you know, and. I think this was them stepping outside of their boundaries and maybe being a little overconfident in um, the type of gameplay they present in Saints Row and changing it into a different style of game. Uh, I think that they felt that maybe saying uh, at a later time that it was part of the Saints Row universe was going to lend itself a lot more to its sales than it actually did. I don't think people care as much about Saints Row as they thought people cared about Saints Row, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my biggest concern is hoping that these 30 people... Uh, you know, get jobs elsewhere. Outside of the general manager, I don't know how much say he he say he had in the game they were making, but a lot of the employees are just developers and designers working on the game their boss tells them to work on, and it sucks that the game they were working on didn't sell well. So, hopefully, all these people find jobs. And uh, yeah, I think this this might show other publishers and developers like, you know, don't be over as overconfident. I think Gearbox kind of learned that with Battleborn, you know. Um, yeah, and that, that's kind of what this game reminded me of too. Is yeah. is like a generic hero shooter, and Battleborn is obviously the poster boy for generic hero shooters. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, another thing to this that I want to add on about like generic versions of things, and it, maybe it is isn't in the same conversation about layoffs, but so I played PUBG. Um, I'm familiar with PUBG. Oh. Um, and I'm waiting. I haven't played a ton of it because I'm. Player unknowns battlegrounds for those that aren't. Exactly. In uh, club for those I that don't have internet. Yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot of it because <laughs> I actually only play like one or two matches because I don't want to get burned out on it before it comes to Xbox. Excuse me. The Fortnite DLC came out. That's free to play, right? And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I want to try it out. Boy, is it a generic ripoff. And I, I hate to say ripoff, but like. It, it, it's, it's nowhere close to the experience you get for PUBG. I mean, before they even introduced Battle Royale, Fortnite always looked fucking generic as shit to me. Exactly. So, yeah, this is, it's you know, the shooting. So and, like these three games that we're talking about being so generic all look like each other. Like you could have convinced me pretty much at any time that Battleborn footage was actually Agents of Mayhem <laughs> footage. That Agents of Mayhem footage was actually Fortnite footage. You know. So yeah. It's, like, the thing, my problem is, so with PUBG, people always talk about, oh, the graphics aren't that good, it's not a pretty game, the textures aren't great. A lot of what people love about the game is that the shooting mechanics are so tight, right? Like, the shooting just feels right in that game, um, for as all of the gripes people have about the way it looks and stuff. In, man, in, in Fortnite, it just feels like you're holding right trigger, if that, if you understand what I'm saying like that. Like, there's not a really, like, there's not satisfying feedback to the gun you're shooting. There's not a satisfying feeling when you kill somebody. Um, it's just... I'm sorry. I, I don't understand what you're saying, Jared. <laughs> Did you mean you're holding R2? Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm holding yeah. R2. Um, but okay, it just... Okay. There's nothing satisfying. I don't feel like... Getting a kill in it didn't feel satisfying to me. And I played, like, three or four matches in it. Um, and I got, like, I think total, like, 12 kills or something. Just decent. It's not great or anything. Because there's 100 people in a match, obviously. But, like... The kills didn't feel satisfying. Obviously, I didn't win a match, so I don't know if that feels satisfying. But, like, killing people didn't feel satisfying. 
Um, the weapon like drops don't feel satisfying when you pick them up. You start off with a pickaxe, which is really weird. It's like it's Minecraft or something. I don't know. I just <laughs> didn't enjoy my time with it. I was like, oh, this might be something I could play in the meantime, waiting for PUBG, and I just didn't like it. Now, I yeah. don't know how Fortnite is. I haven't played the actual game of Fortnite, but their Battle Royale mode, not for me personally, did not like it one bit. So, um, So a Nintendo version of my joke would be, Wait, Jared, were you pressing down on the ZR button? Which, Jesus. fuck Nintendo for making it. This, every time a, a prompt comes up on screen, a tutorial prompt, and it's like, press the ZR button. I'm like, is that the top button or is it the bottom? And I have to turn my controller or switch over and look at it. It's like, guys, it's just so there's no differentiation there. It's just, you're just screwing me over. Our condolences, our condolences go out. Yeah, it's fine. Our condolences go out to all those people that lost their jobs. It's unfortunate. Um... Let's hop into what we're going to be playing next week. I'm so excited, Cuphead. So, I've been kind of blackout yeah, this week because so many people are uploading our cup play, our Cuphead. Let's play our Cuphead. This our Cuphead preview. Oh, da, da, da. Complete blackout. I want to go into these boss fights and everything and really enjoy Same. them. Like I'm so excited Same. for this game, man. Like nothing gets me more excited than like a well crafted. And we don't know if it's going to be a great game or not, but like at least the idea and concept of the art. Like, 2D platformers, yeah. I think, will always be my favorite game genre, which is odd, huh. because that well, wasn't, it wasn't something I grew up on necessarily, you know what I mean? I didn't grow up... Oh, like, wow, I loved, so it's not even based in nostalgia. Yeah, like, I didn't grow up playing, like, I've gone back and played Mega Man, and I love those games now, 1, 2, and 3 are some of my favorite games, but they weren't games I grew up with. I grew up with 3D platformers, you know, the Banjo-Kazooie's, yeah. the Spyro the Dragon's, uh, and Jack shoot. and Daxters, your exactly, Sly Jack Coopers, and Daxters, yeah. your Ratchet and Clanks, your Never Mario sixty four. <laughs> Never played. Who's dude. Mario? Dude, I'm gonna probably have my Switch in the next couple of weeks. Gonna be trying to oh. get. Uh, gonna. Tr- I think my first games I'm gonna get for it are Kingdom Battle. Though I might hold off because we're getting so close to to um, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh. But I think I'm gonna pick up uh, Golf Story right away. And I'm gonna download the uh, Project Octopath Traveler. Uh, I need to do that demo. <laughs> um, that thing. And probably I'm pick up Shovel you're Knight. Getting Zelda. You're getting no, Zelda. not right away. I'm gonna wait till I get to play oh. through Super Mario Odyssey. I'll I'll get to Zelda. I'm gonna buy Zelda, but it's just pay, you know buying a Switch plus Super Mario Odyssey later this month. I'm not somebody who likes to spend a lot of money, so I'm like, I'm well, kind of pacing myself. You can't play it all at once anyway, so... Exactly, exactly. Also, I'm super happy of the memory storage for Super Mario Odyssey and a lot of these games that I don't have to worry about getting an external memory card right away. I'm going to get one in the next month or so, but I don't have to, like, get the system and get the the memory card, you know what I mean? I don't have to go through all that. Well, dude, I still haven't. So, I mean, you, the way I see it is I want to go all digital on the Switch, right? But yeah, exactly. To me, that... The reason being, like, I don't want to have to switch carts in and out, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking... My thought process has always been like, well, I can still get one cart, save the you know the the memory because I'm yeah. not going to take that cart out ever. So I, yeah, that's what I had with cart. Zelda because it was a bundle. And just yeah, pop it like I'll switch that game out. whenever you're like when you're completely done with that game. That cart's gone. Okay, the next game I have a free cart spot. I can buy the cart. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, well, I would just it's just in there forever. That that cart yeah. will never exist. Zelda will uh, never leave my fucking Switch. Uh, I didn't have a chance to go see Kingsman 2, uh, The Golden Circle, this last weekend, so I'm probably going to see it this weekend. Um, I don't think it be... was out yet, was it? I thought it came out last week, or is it this week? I thought it was the 29th. 
You, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm more than likely wrong. Yeah, uh, none of us had yeah. a chance to see it, you fuck. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't wrong in saying I didn't have a chance to see it last weekend, technically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to be watching more Rick and Morty. I'm going to try to finish uh, American Vandal. Great, such a great Netflix series. Oh, my God. So you guys God. are recommending it? Highly recommend it. It is yeah. the funniest satire I have seen in the longest time. Um, it's short. What's it's eight episodes? Each episode's half an hour. What's the name of the the series that came out on Netflix? It was about uh, making a murderer. Making a murderer. It's a complete satire yeah. of that, uh, or any kind of like murder mystery. Jordan, it is great. Sure. Do you know the Do you know the synopsis sure. of it? Yeah, I, I know okay. the whole deal. I saw the yeah, trailer. Dude, and the it dicks is on the cars and it all is, that. Yeah, it is great. It is, it is, awesome. it is great. I, it's so It's funny. one that, like, I knew about, and I knew the whole premise, but I didn't, like, I wasn't paying attention to when it was coming out or any of that. So now that I'm hearing good things, and I've heard good things elsewhere. I'm too, happy that it's so short, too. Eight, eight half-an-hour episodes, dude, you can get through that no problem. Like, my biggest deal is, like, sure. I was, like, hoping it wouldn't be hour-long episodes. You know what I mean? Because for something like yeah, that, you that's don't tough need the hour-long. Exactly. Um, it really, it should be, it could have been shorter. I, there's, like, in the middle, it's, like... Okay, they're just going more. Yeah, it's still yeah. funny, but it, they could have yeah. cut a cu- um, two episodes off or something. Can't wait to catch the premiere of Young Sheldon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate that show. Oh my! Okay, I'm just, just scared the hell out of me. I'm exactly. just kidding. I, yeah. just I have a whole tangent podcast. I can go on about uh, Big Bang Theory and how it's uh, it's uh, intelligent popcorn for the dumbest of people. Like they hear smart words and they start laughing. Like half of the jokes in that show, or ninety percent of the jokes, are just people saying three or four syllable words and people laughing like it's not even funny well it's also just nerd exploitation which is you know something that's become real big here in the uh, well, last yeah, 10 it's years just like, and people are watching like he said something I didn't understand ha 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 it's like, yeah. ugh, I have a whole thing I can go on about that anyways yeah. um, gonna finish Rick and Morty or watch Rick and Morty I'm not gonna finish it obviously um, gonna try to finish American Vandal uh, Destiny Cuphead and because I'm in this rut where I'm not going to be really... There's no need for me to play Destiny until we're raid ready. Uh, I think I'm finally going to get around to uh, Tacoma for sure, Jordan. Tacoma! Also, episode two of Batman I didn't get a chance to play. So, well, Or does it come out tomorrow? Funny, Yeah, fu- no, funny you say that because <laughs> you just did this twice. It doesn't come out until, like, October 3rd. I went to go buy it oh, okay. this week because they, they pushed it back, what, two okay. weeks or whatever. I'm cool um, with that. It's fine. I guess one week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. Well, last Where week you it? said it was coming out, and I just trusted you. And yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I trusted you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. I'm so excited for Cuphead, though, guys. Oh man. Yeah. Damn, what about I you guys? Really bad. I'm gonna play Dishonored. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Probably, watch, probably watch Gotham. <laughs> they just dropped a new Gotham. Interesting. Are you caught up on that? Uh, only. Th- Seasons one and two. It's, this is wow. one where I'm only as it comes on to Netflix, uh, so I'm I'm a year behind, right? Yeah. Okay. But Interesting. Okay. It's, it's, I like it enough. Okay. It's no Dragon Ball. That's for oh, sure. so they released another behind the scenes of <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. I didn't watch it. I'm just like, stop. The movies were just stop. I don't need new footage. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Tangent. <laughs> um. So for me, I. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be continuing watching that anime. I'll be on uh, 91 Days. I'll be on My Hero Academia. You know, that Naruto, that uh, that One Piece, that Dragon Ball, that Gundam. 
and then uh, what I'll be playing. I am excited for Cuphead, as you know, just from what I just mentioned. I am a giant fan of animation, and so uh, Cuphead's roots in classic animation is one of the biggest things that interests me about it, but also the cool bosses, and possibly even the platforming if they nail that, like I'm hoping they do. Um, so we got Cuphead. Like I said, I'll be picking up Destiny tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Blade Runner's next week, so I'm going to be re-watching the final... I don't, I've actually never seen the final cut of Blade Runner, so I'll be watching the final cut. And I'll be uh, watching those uh, shorts as well. And then, excuse me... Um, as I've been mentioning recently, all types of different awesome TV shows going on right now since we're in the middle of that fall season. And, um, yeah, I've been trying to hop onto my PS4. I just haven't really gotten around to it. You know, I've been enjoying the anime and then enjoying my 3DS. So we'll see if I turn on the PS4. I guess I will since I'm uh, getting Destiny. Quick question. What's the, well, besides Destiny, what's the next, like, new game you, and Cuphead, I guess? Odyssey. Yeah. But Odyssey's the next new game you're buying? Yeah, me too. Definitely. Um, well, Wolfenstein I'm going to wait on. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm waiting on Wolfenstein for the Switch version, and I am uh, obviously going to get uh, both Mario and Assassin's Creed on October 27th. Uh, besides that, there is... Let me think. Because I'm looking at it... Uh, Shadow of War isn't a day one for me. I think yeah. I'm gonna wait a while to get that. That's that's a day uh, one for me. I I love, you know, love Lord of the Rings and then love uh, the gameplay of that. So that was that was the game I was thinking of. Yes. If I wasn't getting a Switch now, I would be picking it up. It's just like I've said before. Um, so yeah, Shadows of War, Evil Within Two is a game I want to get, but I don't think I'll get day one. Uh, yeah, that'll be depend for me. Origins is an interesting game for me too. I think I'll get that by the end of the year. I don't know when. Did you hear about the whole educational thing that they're adding? There's going to be an educational yeah. mode for the game. That's really cool. Um, very, very cool. Something that I feel like you know more games should have. Yep. Uh, and Odyssey, of course, is a day one, 100%. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for oh. episode 73. Uh, go ahead, Dom. Last, last thing on that upcoming list that we're excited about, Battlefront 2. Dropped a new long trailer. Oh, man. I completely oh, forgot that game existed until you just brought it up. Yeah, I'm uh, just I'm basically doing that on purpose, like pushing yeah. it out of my mind, and then it'll pop up in November. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at ctrlint or individually. I'm at Jared underscore Dom is at Dom's Oreos and Jordan is at Mellow Modus. Also, if you can please uh, leave us a like and rate us on iTunes and follow us there, that'd be great. As well as subscribing on YouTube, even if you don't watch the YouTube video, it definitely helps us out. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in episode 74 where we uh, will probably talk about Cuphead and some other stuff. So. Catch you guys next week. Bye. God. When does Kirby...